0: This podcast does not replace a need for consultation with a licensed professional, and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 139 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thank you for joining me. All right, today... I'm going to talk about self-sabotage. So if you find that you keep struggling with self-sabotage, I'm going to teach you how to work on correcting it, not by fighting with it, but by shifting where you're focusing. What I'm going to pose to you is that you've been taught to focus in the wrong spot. And I think a discussion about redefining sabotaging behaviors and where to focus with them will be really helpful in helping you minimize the self-sabotaging behavior build consistency in the behaviors you're wanting to build and ultimately lose weight and get to the goals that you want to reach. So sabotaging is common and it gets talked about so much in weight loss. And I remember back when I was working on my own weight loss, I had a lot of conversations with myself about self-sabotage. I had a lot of conversations thinking, why do I keep sabotaging myself? Why do I keep doing this behavior over and over and over again? And I think my whole point from today that I'm trying to teach you is that just thinking about the sabotaging behavior and worrying about it doesn't help. And in fact, it may hinder. So when I think back to when I was thinking, why do I keep sabotaging myself in this way? And by that, it would probably mean uh, going through the drive through and eating French fries, as you've heard me talk a lot about. Or it might have been other times like ordering, feeling tired and ordering pizza for dinner and then eating more pizza than what I planned. Things like that is what I would have viewed as sabotaging behavior. But when I used to ask myself that, it felt very disempowering. When I was in the place that I was asking those questions to myself, I felt out of control. I felt like... I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know how to fix this. I didn't know how to eat consistently or get myself back on track. And what I've learned now is that was part of the problem. And that's what I'm going to teach you today is the eating itself wasn't so much the problem. It was how I would speak to myself about it and what I made it mean. And this is what I see with my physicians that I coach and my other coaching clients is it's not the actual eating. That usually isn't the problem. The issue is what we make it mean and what that then does to our future eating and how we feel about ourselves and feel about our goals. It's so far reaching. And so I think this topic of sabotage is an important one to do and to just review. Now, I want to point out to you that I did record a podcast about self-sabotage. Uh, it was episode 70, and it was released a little over a year ago, March of 2020. And so that might be worthwhile for you to listen to again. And it's more about how to manage it, and where does self-sabotage come from? This episode, I'm going to be taking a different approach, and we're going to be talking more about The actual word of self-sabotage and how using it and how you think about it, if we shift it a little bit, how it'll just work a lot better for you. So kind of similar to what we did with permissiveness in last week's episode. If you haven't listened to that episode, listen to it. Because again, these words and how we use them, there's certain words in weight loss that create some fear for us. And I see it with the people I work with. It creates fear in how they're approaching food. And those words and that fear that they create don't really help you with losing weight in the way that you want to. I think too, this self-sabotaging, the thoughts about it as physicians where we think we should know how to lose weight and we think we should just be able to magically eat all the healthy food because we know about health and we know about the health implications. And then when we don't, we have a lot of shame with it. And Self-sabotage behavior can be very related to this, and the concept of self-sabotage can drive some of that shame. It can make some of the behavior feel worse, and it can build on almost every physician that I work with who has weight issues or eating issues has some element of shame, and if this is you too, you are not alone has some element of shame about being a physician that hasn't figured it out. And one of the things we're going to talk about today is how you're defining this self-sabotaging behavior. Is it helping you or maybe does it contribute to that shame that ultimately doesn't actually help you get where you want to go? I think it's such an important topic because something like self-sabotage, I think a lot of us just assume it's a given that we have to define it this way, but how we define these words and which words we choose to use matters so much. And the more I do this work, the more I realize the words matter. We can define things in a certain way that feels factual. It feels like that's just how they've always been. That's how everybody describes it. But it doesn't mean it helps you. It doesn't mean it's what you should use to describe it for yourself. So, what I want to Tell you. So, the definition I was thinking about today, like how would you describe self sabotage? Well, the definition I would use today is it's eating that is in direct conflict with your goals or other behaviors. It could be other behaviors that create self sabotage too. But for the purpose of today's talk, we're talking more about eating. So, it's eating that occurs in direct conflict with your goals. And what I want you to know in the takeaway point I want you to take home today is that the self-sabotage occurs not in the eating itself, it occurs in your thoughts about the eating. That's where the sabotage occurs. The eating itself, and I'll talk you through this, eating itself is not the sabotage. And so if you can shift your focus from the eating and focus instead about what you think about the eating, you're going to really minimize how much eating feels like self-sabotage. Now, what I also want to pose to you and the second sort of takeaway point I want you to listen to is, is self-sabotage a good concept for you? What I was talking about before is all words, all definitions, all labels that we use for ourselves are optional and self-sabotage, when you think about it, it may not be helpful for you. So while you listen to today's episode, I'm using the term self-sabotage, but I really want you to think for yourself on whether or not this works for you, whether or not you actually want to keep this term, or if it would be helpful to phrase it in a different way. And when I think about my personal experience that I was talking about at the beginning of this episode, I don't think labeling it as sabotaging behavior, like that sort of passive thought of why do I keep sabotaging myself like this, I don't think that was helpful for me. Back then, if I had had a way to own it and think in more of an empowering way, I feel like it would have been so much smoother. And and I probably know it would have been so much smoother and I would have lost weight a lot faster because that would have meant that I'd found the coaching tools that ultimately worked and that I believe everybody needs to lose weight and keep it off and to That everybody needs to create that customized, comprehensive approach that's so much more than a diet that actually will work for them. And this is part of it. Looking at topics like this, like self sabotage, and really deciding and having the empowerment for yourself to decide do I like this for myself or do I want to rephrase it? Do I want to think about it a different way? That's a huge piece of creating that customized approach for yourself that is so important for you you to actually be able to lose weight and keep it off. And that's what we do in Stress Eating SOS, my coaching program, is we work on all these little nuances of how do you actually customize what you're doing so it fits with you, your brain, your life, and it feels the best. Because honestly, guys, if you're losing weight or working on losing weight and it feels like crap, It's not gonna last. It doesn't work. You have to find the ways where whatever you're doing to lose weight feels good. You feel content. You feel happy about it. And I think we have this belief that to lose weight, it has to feel like a struggle, it has to feel difficult, it has to feel like restriction. And we were taught that through diet culture. So if you have that, it's totally fine. But I do believe it plays into this concept of self-sabotage, because if you think that to lose weight and be successful, you're going to be deprived, you have to be really, really careful that there's no room for mistakes, no kind of buffer zone to make different food choices sometimes then you're going to flip the other way in your eating sometimes because our brain just does not like long-term deprivation. Our willpower supply is limited. So you can be managing it with willpower for a certain length of time, but at some point that willpower runs out and then your eating will flip. So if you're depending on just hanging in there and doing things the hard way, it's not going to last. It's not the right way to do it. You need to take the time to figure out how can you do this where it actually feels good, where it feels manageable, where you enjoy the food you're eating, where you're not feeling hungry all the time. And that takes a little bit of work. It takes time. And that's why I have a whole coaching program about it because it's not always easy, but when you find that, then that's when it makes it so these changes are lasting. And so when you're holding on to that belief that it's going to be hard, it's going to be difficult, you have to be perfect to be doing it right. It sets you up for self-sabotage. It sets you up to be the flipping back and forth. So what might be considered self-sabotage? Like if you're sitting here thinking, "Oh, I wonder if I do that. And again, the definition is yours to use however you want it. But what might be considered self-sabotage would be things like You have a streak where you're eating really consistently. Maybe you're seeing the results you want to be seeing on the scale, like losing weight, where you're feeling better, clothes are fitting better. And then all of a sudden you find yourself eating the food that you know is going to move you in the opposite direction. And it's like, what gives? Why am I suddenly doing this when I was eating so well all the the rest of the week's? And this is actually something that came up in one of my coaching calls this morning with one of the stress-eating SOS groups is this concept of like it was going so well and now it all feels hard. What happened? And again, it's the eating is not what makes it feel hard to get back. It's the thoughts about the eating are what make it feel hard. Another thing that might be considered self-sabotage would be like a recurring theme in your eating. So you really careful through the day and then the evenings are a real struggle, which I know is an issue for a lot of you. And that's why I, throughout the year, offer my End Evening Eating Masterclass to talk about skills specifically to that. But that's one way. Or the weekends, which is something else that came up in a coaching call this morning, is you eat well through the week. And then all of a sudden, the weekends seem that all those habits and routines that you've been building over the week suddenly seem to go out the window and The weekend seems like it's a free-for-all. What gives? And it's easy to label that as self-sabotage too. Or just repetitively eating a food that you know is not helping you for your overall goals. Like me and my french fries, that would be the example, right? Where I know the french fries were not helping me and yet I kept eating them even when in my mind it was important to me to lose weight and yet I would end up in the drive-through eating the french fries. Those could all be considered self-sabotage. What I prefer to think about after doing this work for a long time now is I don't view those eatings as like an intentional sabotaging behavior. And maybe this is why I'm questioning the term of self-sabotage for you guys is it seems like it's this intentional thing that you're purposely doing to move away from your goals. And it is possible for that to be going on. I think if you listen to episode 70, I talk about it in there where sometimes fear of failure, fear of success, there's a lot of different things that can lead into not wanting at some piece of you, not wanting to actually reach that goal. But I think there's a lot of eating behavior that we label as self-sabotage that I would view as just a sign of something else going on, that it's not your brain intentionally wanting to move you further away from your weight loss goals. It's just using food in a way to fix something that it doesn't think it's getting fixed in other ways. So using the food to manage the stress at the end of the day, which would be the evening eating. Using the food as a break. Beliefs that the craving for the french fries, in my example, are going to be dangerous in some way and intolerable in some way and so that they couldn't possibly be withstood. Often it's complex. Often there's a lot of different aspects that go on to the eating, but I find it helpful to view the eating that we would label as self-sabotage as not something done intentionally to harm because I truly believe our brains do not intentionally harm us there's always a good intention behind everything that our brain gets us to do it's just not always done with the long-term sight. it's trying to give you a good intention in the moment but that good intention in the moment doesn't necessarily ma- match with what you know you need And what is going to be best for you in the long term? Because that part of your brain just doesn't see long term. I find it very helpful to think from that standpoint is that what is the intention behind this eating? What is my brain trying to give me? Because when you think of it from that perspective, you think of it from a positive standpoint, it becomes a lot easier to problem solve it, to figure out what else could I do? How else could I give myself that thing that my brain is trying to give me? So recognizing that the behavior itself is not something bad happening, it's just a sign that there's something else that probably needs to be sorted out, that there's some other underlying factors that are leading to the eating. And I could list a ton of them. And this is honestly in Stress Eating SOS, in our coaching sessions, this is what we do is we dig through and we look at all the different factors that are leading to eating. And each individual one may seem simple. It may seem like not that big of a deal. And that's great because it's easy to correct when it feels that way. And then each one you work on starts to have an additive effect and starts to impact the eating bit by bit by bit. So the thoughts about the sabotage, how does that create the actual sabotage? So if the eating itself is not something wrong, it's, just like a symptom of something else that your brain needs. It's not something done intentionally to harm. And so it really is just simply a food choice in that moment where the sabotage occurs is what we make it mean. And so think through like when, picture the example I gave first of being on plan, losing weight, clothes fitting better for a few weeks or more. And then all of a sudden you catch yourself eating other food that you wouldn't normally eat. So like I have been there many times in my life of like feeling like, okay, I've got it. I'm eating healthy. I'm being careful with my food. I'm packing my lunches. And then all of a sudden I would find myself back in the drive-thru and wonder what gives. Now, the place that I messed up back then, and I'm sure many of you make the mistake of now, is making that one time, or even if it's more than one time, of eating mean something significant. And so if I use my example, picturing back in the drive-thru and I'd be thinking, oh, well, here I am again. Like, I just can't stay away from this. I'd be feeling shame that I was back there and making it mean things about my ability to make food choices and whether or not I would ultimately lose weight. And guess what would happen all those thoughts would make me feel really disempowered. I would feel out of control. And then fast food visits would start creeping back into my life. Maybe later that day, I would eat something else that I knew wasn't healthy for me. But it was this feeling of like, well, like I just don't seem to be able to do this consistently. And I've kind of, I think here's a thought that a lot of us have is I've totally wiped out all those weeks of good eating with this one meal which is false it's not how our bodies work guys but we think that so then we have more meals like that because we've already wiped out all the hard work that we had done that's where the sabotage happens it happens in those thoughts it happens in what we make the food and the eating choices mean And then you can see how that then perpetuates itself. And maybe if you start building a belief of like, well, every single weekend, I can't control myself around food, that then becomes a sabotaging thought. So the food choices that happen on the weekend don't create further food choices. It's your thoughts about them that create further food choices and create the sabotaging behavior where it becomes recurrent. If you have a thought about a certain food, Like the French fries, I had huge thoughts about my inability to control myself around them, that maybe I would never be able to stop eating them. And guess what? That became a self fulfilling prophecy. It was really hard to stop eating them. And if my brain offered them as a suggestion, I would end up eating them because I had a core belief that I couldn't control myself around them. And that is what the sabotage was. The fries were never the sabotage. The food is never the issue. I want you to really think about that. The food is never the issue. It's always how we're thinking about it. It's what we think about it that makes it seem so desirable. It's what we think about the healthy food we've been working on eating that makes it feel less desirable. And it's all the self-defeating and failure type thoughts we think when we feel we've made a choice we shouldn't have that creates the sabotage. So I want you to take a moment and think through with your own eating and think through where this shows up in your life. Think through the last time where you may have felt like you've sabotaged yourself with your eating. And then what I want you to do is try to remember what you thought about right after you ate. What thoughts came up for you? And then what did you think? And I want you to really do this. Pause this podcast if you need to, because this is really important. Ask yourself, last time I ate and it felt like I'd sabotaged myself, what did I think? And after I thought that, what did I think? And then follow the chain down and see where it led you. There's a concept called behavioral chains where one thing leads to another leads to another, which actually is what join up two different behaviors. And so. Follow this chain and see where it leads. So if I thought this after I ate that food, and then I thought that, and then what did I do or what did I think? And trace it out for yourself in your mind so that you can really see how it's the thinking that actually contributes to further eating. So if you had one episode where you quote unquote sabotaged yourself and then found yourself doing it more and eating more... The problem is with the thinking. It's not with actual food. If you have a chance, you could write your answers to those questions down and even draw it out on paper, that chain, that might be really helpful to really see it and see how it's showing up for you. Okay, so to summarize, self-sabotage is when you're doing something, eating in this instance, that's in direct conflict with your goals, your long-term goals. And what I want you to take away from this is two things. One is, does the concept of sabotage actually serve you? Or is it better to view it in some other way? I think I tend to just view it as food choices. Feels far more neutral to me, far less loaded, far less negativity or shame or confusion associated with it. I feel a lot more in control when I think of that way. And then I want you to recognize that the sabotage comes not from the food choice, but from the thoughts about the food. So if you want to fix self-sabotage, don't just focus on the food. That's a mistake we all make, but focus on what you are thinking about the food, what you think about the eating, what you are making it mean, what you are predicting for future eating based on that eating, all these different layers. That's the place to do the work to start minimizing self-sabotage. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. And if you want help on this, if you feel that this is something that you really struggle with and you can't figure it out on your own, then Stress Eating SOS is the perfect place to get the help you want. And we're opening up the next group in September. The doors are gonna open September 11th, 2021. 2021. And so get on the wait list, get your name on the wait list so that you know as soon as we release more information, there's some exclusive bonuses you get access to. And as I mentioned in another recent episode, I'm working on some new free content and I've got some exciting stuff planned for towards the end of the summer. So if you get on that invitation list, you will get notified about all that fun stuff that's coming out. Head over to WaitSolutionsForPhysicians.ca. click on the work with me tab And then you can choose either the physician only or the healthcare professionals group to join the invitation list. Click on the one that matches you and get your name on the list today so that you don't miss out on any of this fun stuff that's coming down the line. All right. We'll talk to you later, guys. Have a fantastic day. Bye-bye.